Welcome to Fables and Fairy Tales, where this week the story is. Brer Bunny and the Tar Bunny. This story was written by me, and it's based on a folktale from the southern United States of America. Here to read it to you, it is I, your storyteller Chip Cahoon. This is part one, the start of the fun. So, with a wink and a grin, let us begin. Brer Bunny has his own title for this story. He calls it the Day of Great Shame. Let me tell you why. But first, I should probably make sure you know who Brer Bunny is. Brer Bunny lived back in the day when animals talked more than humans. You might think animals don't talk any more. That's not entirely true. It's just that today humans talk so much that animals can't get a word in edgeways. So most animals don't talk any more simply because they're out of practice. In those days, it was the animals who built the roads, animals who made clothes, and animals who worked the farms. Except for Brer Bunny. He didn't do any work at all. If he wanted food, he wasn't patient enough to wait for it to grow. Instead, he would go to someone else's farm and take their food instead. Some of the animals would try to catch Bunny. Some even wanted to eat him just to teach him a lesson. But Bunny was far too quick for them and would tease them, saying things like. You'll never catch me, tortoise. Your shell's too heavy. Or you'll never catch me, bison. Your fur's too messy. Or you'll never catch me, fox. Your ears are too large. Bunny never thought about what he was saying. He didn't care that his words made tortoise, bison, and many other animals cry. In fact. Bunny didn't really think or care about anything at all, except for himself. After all, he would say, the most important person to me is me, and so the only person I need to look after is me, ain't it? Did you spot that Fox wasn't one of the animals who cried? That was true, even though Brer Bunny stole from Fox most of all. Which he did because Fox grew some of Bunny's favorite foods, like spinach, sugar beet, and turnips. But no, instead of crying, Fox began planning. He was determined to teach Bunny a lesson, and because he was a fox, Fox also liked the idea of teaching Bunny a lesson by eating him. And, at the start of this story. Fox had the perfect idea. He went into his farm shed and began making a bunny out of wood. Then he covered his pretend bunny with a thick black sticky goo called tar. He stood back to admire his work. He'd made a black sticky tar bunny. It looked very realistic. If I hadn't told you it was a pretend bunny, you might have gone to stroke it. But if you did that, 
you would soon find that your hand was stuck to the bunny, and you wouldn't be able to take it back. Fox was sure he'd made the perfect trap for Br'er Bunny. Then Fox carefully placed the tar bunny in his farm. He wore gloves to make sure he didn't stick to it himself. He put the pretend bunny in a position to look like it was eating Bunny's most favourite vegetables, the turnips. Last of all, Fox went home and looked out from his window to see what would happen. Sure enough, it wasn't long before Br'er Bunny came a hopping along to steal some turnips from Fox's farm. At first, Br'er Bunny didn't notice the Tar Bunny. He was too busy sniffing around to find the juiciest turnips to steal. When Br'er Bunny did notice the Tar Bunny, his ears went flat and his eyes went narrow. He puffed out his chest, marched up to the Tar Bunny, and said, "Oi, you! Get out of here! This is my farm to steal from. Go away!" The Tar Bunny didn't move, and didn't say a word. Br'er Bunny frowned. "Hey! I said, 'Oi! Don't ignore me. What? Can't you speak? Well, just push off. I don't want you here.'" I'm stealing these turnips, not you. Still, the tar bunny didn't move, and didn't say a word. Br'er Bunny lifted his fist. Now look here! If you don't get going, I'm I'm gonna thump you. I will. I'll thump you. So go on, get. Still, the tar bunny didn't move, and didn't say a word. Br'er Bunny shook his head, and said, "All right, I warned you. I'm gonna thump you here." And Br'er Bunny punched the Tar Bunny as hard as he could. The Tar Bunny didn't move, and didn't say a word. And now, the Tar Bunny held Bunny's fist. That was part one of Br'er Bunny and the Tar Bunny. To find out if Br'er Bunny gets his fist back from the Tar Bunny, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast for tomorrow's episode. And if you're enjoying the story so far, please could you do a little thing for me? All I'd like you to do is talk to a friend about this podcast, so you can share Br'er Bunny's story with them. And if that friend has never heard of our podcast before, even better. Tell them to search for fables and fairy tales in any podcast player. Right now, though, it only remains for me to say cheerio, and I hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, and I hope to hear your story soon. 